Welcome back, everyone, to What Should We Watch with K and E. I'm K. I'm still E, and we are still here to dive into the cinematic universe that is Hollywood. Hollywood. We pick movies, we sit down, we watch them together, and then, like all loving relationships, we talk about them. We fight about them, and then we tortured the other one with some quizzing to make sure we could feel better about ourselves when the person gets the questions That's wrong. That's really the whole point behind that segment. <laughs> Who can be on top and not in the way you're thinking? Dirty hey, mind. Hey-yo. Hey. Hey-yo. Anywho, so before we get started, let's just take a moment to thank all of our listeners yeah. who have tuned in already. Be sure to keep liking, sharing, subscribing, tell your friend, tell people that aren't your friends. Yeah, keep up the good work because you know what, e? What? I just found out we are about to hit 300 downloads. No way! Woo! Boop, 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 boop. In theme with our episode, I'm going to give this a... Did you just peek the microphone? Probably. All right. Ric Flair, settle your tea kettle. That's right. The nature boy. Ric Flair's in the house. <laughs> no, the... no, no, no. You Wait, still sound like Macho Man. Yeah. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Oh, yeah. There you there go. There he is. It's where he's supposed to be. But if you can't tell. Nobody does it better. Nobody does it better, brother. Um, This was my pick this week. And I was piggyback offing Prince of... Piggyback offing? Piggy... I'm watching The Wrestler. <laughs> Oh, are we now? Yeah, that's the movie I picked. So what do you say, Kay? Before we do sit down and watch the movie, yes. I wanted to do a quick little ad here. So get ready to be added. Oh, I'm so excited to be added. I wanted to talk to everybody. If you haven't yet found this thing, you got to check it out. I wanted to talk to you about PodCoin. It's a PodCoin. Cool PodCoin. PodCoin. Why do we keep coming to that song? <laughs> if you like to listen to podcasts and you want to earn some money listening to those podcasts, you got to check out PodCoin. Wait, I can earn money just by listening to podcasts? Yeah. No way. I mean, what better way to just make some free money than to listen to cool people talk about things that you love and like? I mean, but I mean, I win, win. I listen to a lot of podcasts. So what I, do I do? Just you just go to PodCoin. You can download it with iTunes or the Android store thing. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And it's free. And once you download it, you just look for your podcast. You can add it to your library. You can download the podcast episodes you want. And as you're listening, you gain points. If you're listening on some other service now, why don't you head over to PodCoin and listen to the rest of this so you can be making that money? So basically, we don't make money off of our podcast, but other people can make money off of our podcast? Yeah, I want to share the love. I'm going to join Podbean. Yeah, or Podbean we already have. Oh. We love Podbean too. I don't know what I'm joining, but I want to be in a pod with coins. Yes. PodCoin? So PodCoin. PodCoin. So go to PodCoin, and when you sign up today, use the code K and E, hmm. all one word, and you will get 300 P coins to start with. <gasps> Woo! What do I do with the P coin? You hang on to them and you build them up until you have enough to get yourself a nice little gift card. Like, do you like Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, but do they have Sephora gift cards on there? Oh, they might, but I did see the Dunkin' Donuts. Oh my gosh, we can get so much Dunkin'. But if there's a Dunkin' Donuts gift card, your girl is there. Podcoin, here I come. Can you like edit in like the running sound? Oh, yeah. You. <laughs> or maybe the road arm. I don't need to edit it in. I got this. Here, I got the fully work and everything. <laughs> We're losing it. But thank you so much, Podcoin. We're excited to be a part of the Podcoinian family. Yep. And I'm going to go check it out because your girl wants some P coins. 
But before we go check out some podcast episodes, how about we sit down and watch The Wrestler? Oh, yeah, because then we have to make our podcast. Yeah. All right, let's go. Okay, before we get started, I got to say, oh, yeah. You had to see. Mm. All right. Whew, that movie's heavy. <sighs> Emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Emotional roller coaster, for sure. Before we start going into the peanut gallery here and talking about the movie, E, do you want to tell everybody why you picked this movie in the first well, place? Um, a couple of reasons. It's a movie I've seen before, and I don't remember if I... I think I watched it and then made you watch it. Yeah, I think it was back when we were dating, back in... About came when out it like first 2008. came out. Mm-hmm. For those of you who know or may not know, I am a big ginormous monstrous wrestling fan well i'm not big i'm all a five foot but in my heart i'm eight feet tall i'm an andre the giant size pro wrestling fan i've just i grew up watching it we watched wcw, WCW. with ted turner and the monday night wars and then you know we watched wwf and then we watched wwe and you know now i'm seeing what's going on in aew and new japan and all that i love professional wrestling so i i also love it now but you were the one who introduced me to it because yeah. previous to you super getting me into it yeah i knew a little bit about like wcw and the monday night wars era but the majority of wrestling that i knew was just a dude yelling at me during my saturday morning cartoons saying slip into a slim jim Whatever that means. Oh, yeah. Or snap into a slim gym. Snap. I don't know what slam into a slim gym. But um, <laughs> the one thing I will say about this movie is that even if you're not like, hey, you weren't really into wrestling when I showed you this movie. It wasn't until yeah. you know, a few years later that I actually made you start watching wrestling. it was wrestling. probably like 2014 when I actually mm-hmm. started getting into it. Yeah. But I think even if you're not a wrestling, a professional wrestling fan, you can still relate to this movie. It's, it's a movie. Well, Kay, what do you think this movie's about? This movie is about a dude that's working hard for the money (laughs) very true he does it for his love for his daughter but he does it all because he knows he's good at it right pretty much um yeah i would say that this movie it follows randy the ram who is a professional wrestler it's at 20 years after what is the peak of his career Mm -hmm. quick question about that um why is Randy a reoccurring wrestler's name? I don't, because it just sounds so cool. Like yeah. Randy Macho Man, Randy Savage. Randy Orton. Right? It's just like, you Randy. Right? Ooh. Randy. <laughs> I know. What else do you think of when you think of Randy? I think of wrestling right. and I think of trucker. <laughs> right? So both of those go hand in hand. Um, but it follows Randy the Ram 20 years after his, probably the highlight of his career. And it just, I think it captures the human spirit when you're so passionate about something that you'll do anything for it. The love, you know, we think of love and relationship between two individuals, but what about that love and relationship between yourself and this idea, this concept? What he does is what he's in love with and the fans. And it, I mean, he is busted and broken and. I, I we were talking is he is he a tragic hero yeah because he doesn't this... really get his full redemption arc but which we, at this point we might as well just jump into the peanut gallery because yeah, we're let's... getting heavy this is a deep dive folks let's get heavy and hard in the peanut gallery roll the music do we have music for the peanut gallery we do but we don't say roll the music for well, it well i never know when we do anywho <laughs> brother brother once again we don't actually have access to this movie 
<laughs> we don't have it on any- three times in a, <laughs> in a row. You know, there's so many movies available over streaming services, and we you pick think- the ones. We always pick those. I ones. think we need to buy a lottery ticket. Well, The Wrestler has been on HBO. I yeah. feel like it's been on Netflix. It's been on a bunch of different I don't think things. It's, no, I don't think that one's been We on ended Netflix. up finding it on Stars, so we had to we sign up for a free, free trial. trial. <laughs> so um, basically, maybe people could start sponsoring us so we can go buy the movies we want to watch. <laughs> yes, please. We are so poor. But, of course, the opening scene, the opening credits, I, I usually don't enjoy when a movie does the opening credits and it's like all of them with a song over like title cards mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call them but i love the opening of this because it's just a walk down memory lane of all of his matches and and they have the posters all of his posters his greatest matches i well you pointed out it has the same opening line as princess bride yeah, when it actually goes through that opening sequence, the first thing you hear from Mickey Rourke is him going <coughs> <coughs> like that. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Good Foley work there. You're welcome. The only thing it was missing was the Nintendo was later in the movie yes. as opposed to so, right after the mm-hmm. coughs here. So that's where they kind of went off the path of the Princess Bride. But I think it's such... It it's totally establishes his fall from grace, his fall from the top. You see, he sold out Madison Square Garden main eventing, and then he's in a preschool. Like, talk about fall from luxury. He goes from Madison Square Garden to he's like in a, a preschool. It, did you notice it was like a daycare? Oh god! Like there was like a chalkboard because he's sitting there after a match. Because now he's back to doing in the wrestling world. There's the indies, the independents. So you don't do Madison Square Garden. You perform in bingo halls and school cafeterias. So he's pretty much sitting in a like a preschool. I called it a preschool. I think you're right that it might be. I just didn't pay attention to that. And well, I should have you should have saved that for a question for later. Oh, Where was the first match? Well, I don't know for sure, but it's just captivating how they and then they shoot the movie. Um, you you wrote somewhere about this, and we both did. They shoot it almost documentary style, and you don't yeah. you don't see him from the front for a lot of the movie. What I love about that too is you constantly, almost all the time, you hear his breathing, oh. his heavy like moans and groans and i love that Just about this body movie. is beaten up mm-hmm, because that says everything that his body is feeling and it you're shown that like right at the beginning when he's just walking around you just hear him sniffing and mm-hmm. huffing and puffing yeah well and they basically they really establish very quickly from the opening scenes of you know the credits look at he's madison square garden to being in a daycare backstage of a wrestling show to going to his trailer and his trailer is locked because he couldn't pay the oh, rent. Darn Lenny locked Lenny, him out. Yeah, and then he's like... You know I'm good for it, Lenny. He's sleeping in his van and then he cracks a cold one, pops some pills, looks in his van of what could be the opening credits, like everything tacked to the wall. And all I thought was, well, if it's not established that he has broken... And busted, you sure done did it now, sir. Right. And the other thing in his van that I loved was the action figure over the front because that is obviously 
really important during the 80s, especially 80s wrestling, was the, the merchandise figures. and the action yeah. figures. Yeah, because that was a huge awakening of the action figures with like Transformers, mm -hmm. G.I. Joe. Well, and think about it figures. too. When you have a G.I. Joe Transformer, it's a character. But in a way, when it's wrestling, especially in the 80s, when kayfabe, which for all of these that don't know wrestling, kayfabe is keeping the fictional side of it more prominent. So mm -hmm. the bad guys who are heels and the good guys who are baby faces. And we'll talk about some of these terms later yes. as it goes on because this movie was very oh, yeah. religious to those terms. But it's keeping kayfabe alive. So keeping the story going. So if you're out in public, you're in character. They lived in their characters. And I think the fact that he has that action figure and we'll talk a little bit about his relationship with the kids like his neighborhood kids well yeah that's how he gets woken up in the morning um, <laughs> i love how he busts out of the van and, he's like, and they're all like chanting Act for like him he's beating up the kids and they love it and i think going back to the action figure is he is and was a real life hero for so many kids and what this movie is trying to show with this whole idea is this isn't just like his character. This is a lot of wrestlers. It's their lives. And his experience was a lot of the wrestlers from that era too. I believe when I was doing some research in this movie, they did strongly base his character. You can see Hulk Hogan, mm -hmm. of course. The with hair, like, the yeah, tan. Yeah, the hair, the all-American look. Mm -hmm. And then the um, other character would definitely be Macho Man Randy Savage, mm -hmm. especially with how he was with the kids because yeah. you had told me that Randy, Randy, Macho Man, he was very good with kids yeah. and he was actually really awkward around adults. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I watched documentaries that said that he hated doing interviews or meet and greets. Not that he hated doing it with adults, but he always felt... A little uncomfortable about it or uneasy but whenever they asked him to do something for kids they're like we don't we couldn't tell you how many times randy savage went to like hospitals to see kids or go to schools or build playgrounds so basically what we're trying to say is 95 percent of professional wrestlers are really amazing people <laughs> they're adorable which pretty quickly thereafter one of the next scenes is he's coming back into what's another indie promotion. So they're in a cafeteria. They're in a bingo hall. And I love this scene where they're rattling off the promoter who's in charge. You know, Randy has his own dressing room and it's like a closet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and everybody else is getting dressed. And I love how they took the time and attention to go around to not just Randy and his opponent that night, but all of the wrestlers for them to talk about the matches. And like, we're going to like, they're, working working means you pick a body part and you go at it you work the body part and you know the one the two wrestlers are talking about like well i'm gonna work the leg and then somebody else goes we're working the leg. oh you're working the leg okay then we'll work the neck and like, they, they say other terms like at some point they mention heels about and baby faces heels and baby faces he says i'm heat. gonna go hard heel get in the heat yeah cheap heat um which is when the fans get mad at you what's it called when you you let somebody else win. Like you're not in the match. It doesn't look like you're letting them win, but you like, put somebody over. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the phrase. They said that several times. So we'll put you over tonight. Mm -hmm. But I think um, that conversation and the behind the scenes shoots, it just, I'm a very physical person. I'm a very mm -hmm. active person. And believe it or not, my day job. Um, and I know what it's like as a performer, especially in a physical atmosphere and industry so y'all can wonder what kind of physical performance i do whoop, whoop. um hey, hey. but he's a clown <laughs> basically a five foot angry clown hey. 
It's <laughs> terrifying. But I know what it's like to go through a ritual to prepare. Think of any sports team, you know, any athlete, any performer. And I love the scene watching Randy get ready with the taping up. He tapes up. He's. Uh, Do you notice yeah. his ritual is he hits both elbow pads? Yeah. And he kind of gets ready that way. and He gets himself amped. Yeah. And that's when he does that other controversial controversial part of wrestling where he sets up that small little exacto knife it was a razor blade that little razor blade in his tape on his wrist uh and that this is something wrestlers actually did they would do what's called getting color well they get colored you blade they would blade yeah Mm -hmm. um and they it's, it's sometimes thought that it's done today especially outside of the larger promotions that are more family friendly but the wrestler will actually give themselves a little nick somewhere where they will start bleeding so they can get well and it's you're they nick their foreheads Mm -hmm. so it's very thin skin you're sweating and a la rick flair randy's got that blonde hair and the color looks good which fun fact Mickey Rourke didn't believe the director, the writer. He didn't believe that blading was a real thing. Like, he thought they were joking. He's like, this is not real. Wrestlers really do not cut themselves in matches. They're like, no, this is a real thing. That's what's crazy about this movie is he probably did a little bit of training and did some work. But the rest of the actors who play wrestlers in this, they are actual wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And some of them are not only were they wrestlers in that time but there some of them are still wrestling young up and comers like our truth our truth was in it later on and here. i missed it what's I, up what's up i missed it i missed cesaro apparently cesaro was in it yeah we saw aiden english saw too. aiden english there's a people austin people, aries was in it too yeah. i didn't see him there's a couple people from uh wcw like the guy who was the ayatollah mm-hmm. his competitor I, think I remember him i forget his persona in wcw but he was there at the end of wcw yeah what i loved about that was those were actual wrestlers Mm -hmm. and so that scene where they're talking using all those terms they were probably just saying things that they normally say in the locker room and he mickey rourke even though he wasn't a wrestler he didn't come across as anything different Mm -hmm. he did really drive himself into that role and it turned out looking so good. Oh, you looks so good. And I also like that, you know, talking about the camera angles, a lot of the movie, if we're following Randy, we're following Randy on this journey and shot from the back. But did you notice that when they filmed the match, the camera was in the ring following them. So you really, you could hear them talking to each other. Yeah. You can hear his labored breathing. I always find that so interesting how the wrestlers talk to each other. And I know like last year... There was a match we had seen where it became obvious. It was that match between when Ronda Rousey Ugh. had her run in WWE and she was going against Becky Lynch, the man. Was that when she was? Yeah, it was when she was the man mm-hmm. and Charlotte She is Flair. the man. Um, and you hear her very clearly go, come on, girls, we can do this. Come on, ladies. It's like, be quiet. You're not good at that. No. <laughs> but I would say it's interesting, though. You don't really know, and I think this movie sets it up, and we'll talk about it more, but there's so many moments where Randy just pulls at your heartstrings. Mm -hmm. You sympathize with this character, but then you also have to wonder, what 
happened because a couple several times he made mention of when he was talking to the up and comer where he had his match where he bladed the first match we see him mm-hmm. in when he she, was talking to do the mohawk yeah he's talking about it's all about politics so even if you're really great it's all about politics and then he makes another mention again when he's at the strip club because basically his only friend is cassidy or as i like to call her pamity so cassidy is her stripper name and then Pam's her, her real name, name, her stage name. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's talking to her. He had to pay for a lap dance to talk to her. Aunt uh, Aunt May is smoking in that yeah. movie. We're recording this during the time where there, this is actually still in limbo with all the Spider-Man things. Oh, yeah. She might not be Aunt May she anymore. She might not be Aunt May anymore. if there's no Spider-Man, there's no Aunt May in the MCU. So oh, who knows? But no. But maybe this is a really early April Fool's joke. Anyway. Maybe. Um, But he makes... He, he's talking to her about being on top and wanting to get back there. And I wonder what happened. Did something happen? Is Was he, did he do something? Did he ruffle somebody's feathers? Or really was he just past his prime and not accepting it? But speaking of yeah. past your prime, many cringeworthy. We need a cringeworthy moment, a dinger. Yeah, the scene I mean, with- it's going to be quite obvious that we're going to probably have a head trauma counter in this episode <laughs> here, but I'm just going to go ahead and save us some time and just do all the um, head trauma count right now. Good. Okay, so that's all of them. So cringeworthy now. So cringeworthy moments. One of the first cringeworthy for me is when Cassidy is trying to do a private dance for the bachelors and they're treating her terribly and that's because she's old and that's a thing that keeps coming up for her so you have randy who's dealing with age his body being beaten up breaking down not being that young wrestler and then you have cassidy who's getting rejected because of her age in the strip club and it's just Oh, talk about the two worst industries for ageism, right? That's what we were talking about when watching the movie about how those jobs very much like parallel each other. Now, for wrestling, it's a matter of, yeah, as you get older, you can't can't physically do it here. And then for something like the female strippers, I guess male strippers as well, too, is once they reach a certain age. No, because ageism is so different for men and women. That's true. Men and women. Women are hags, men are silver foxes. Right. It becomes much more difficult for them to do that job. Yeah. And let's face it, what what regardless of what you think of that career, it's a job. Somebody you gotta bring home the cheddar. Right. And if somebody is good at that and somebody can do it it is one of those jobs that unfortunately does have an expiration date and it's just because of the society and culture that we live in. Uh, which... But at least with stripping, you don't have to deal with the, in, instead of head trauma, what this movie focused on was instead of the head trauma was the cardiac trauma. Well, before we get to the cardiac trauma, it's made clear that Randy maybe doesn't take the best care of his health because the next scene is he's, hooked up with this monster of a guy in the gym who's laid out all these drugs. And okay, this could probably not, shouldn't be said because it may not be admissible in court or it is admissible in court. There's a spaceship going by. Did you hear that? Yeah, I called it. I'll tell it to come back later. I'll text him. Um, $995 for like 14 different prescription meds, which included 
like some pretty heavy duty stuff. And he was taking mm-hmm. a lot of steroids. I'm not saying I need steroids, but $995 for prescription drugs sold from a meathead in a gym locker room? You want to hear a fun fact about that meathead when I was doing the research? Yeah. That dude, that actor or wrestler, he actually, after he filmed he that scene, arrested? he actually got arrested for selling drugs oh, like no. that. That's why he knew all the them. names so well. Right? <laughs> okay, so then, but my point is like, number one, $995, that's how much one prescription can cost. Well, $400 of that was probably just the insulin bottle that I know. he was going to sell him. Yeah, but insulin can be upwards of 1000 so like ridiculous do we need to find do we need to find a meathead to get prescriptions on the cheap or do we need to become the meathead oh well i i have a long way to go to become a meathead okay well i guess they gotta start drinking my protein yes you're you're a little bit closer to meathead status than i am (laughs) oh it's gonna make people wondering what i do for a living really confusing this is the introduction to his addiction to painkillers and his addiction to constantly kind of keeping up with steroids which i love keeping up he gets in a tanning bed there's these such (laughs) macho guys and then they go lay in a tanning bed they they dye their hair they They dye their hair also my favorite scene is the scene where him and the other wrestler go to like a party store or a convenience store of some sort they go to this convenience store and they're looking for props essentially for a hardcore match so a hardcore match is hardcore anything goes and i love the scene because they're just these two big guys hitting each other with like frying pans and like cookie sheets i like when the frying pan breaks on the dude's back back, back. just put it there oh yeah get ready to bleep it out i'll give you a pause because he hits the pan he goes no hit me he's like that's supposed to hurt brother and he hits him hard and then he hits it again he goes And then he's like demonstrating they like ask the clerk like they they, like take two lids and like hit each other in the head and they're like come here we'll do it to you and I just think all these little moments of Randy being very sweet and genuine just makes you love him more and makes me wonder why Randy why it not only his character but just wrestlers in general because you know those sort of matches where they do those gimmicks. Like, they actually do go out to the stores like that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, does this kind of work? And they play around with ideas. Like, wrestlers are very creative people. Very creative people. That's why I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the hardcore match is next. Which, that hardcore match, I guess, that actual promotion is mm-hmm. a real one. It's not, what's, what's... Is it House of Hardcore by Tommy Dreamer? No, it's not, not Tommy, Tommy Dreamer's, Dreamer's promotion, I don't think. It's not it's, EC Dub. Right, it's another one, but... Like what they did in this movie is something that they actually do. And I think it was before this that Cassidy, is that her name? Yeah. Cassidy said something about people thinking wrestling's fake when he saw like he had cut his forehead. Oh, he goes through all of the scars. Right. And I have to say, especially watching this movie, I think on social media, I'm going to put up the YouTube clip of the wrestling guy. And some of you might know what I'm talking about here, but there's a dude who he's sitting in the bleachers at a signing, kind of like the signings in this movie. And he gets the mic and he's thanking them all for what they do to their bodies. And when he starts getting emotional, he he just says, it's still real to me, dang it. (laughs) That guy was me when watching this movie and whenever I watch wrestling. Oh, all the time, all the time. What I enjoy about, I think this movie is so smart in how they portray and unravel the story is 
you see the end of the hardcore match. Mm-hmm. And these two men are just bloodied and busted. And there's like a $5 bill um, stapled to, stapled the, to the guy's head. And Randy is just beaten up and he hobbles. He doesn't even like celebrate in the ring. There's broken glass, barbed wire, tables, everything. And... And then he starts having... Well, no, it's it's not even that. He doesn't even stay in the ring. Like, he's breathing really heavy, and he goes to the yeah. back. And I think it's brilliant that they reveal the match by going back and showing the docs patching him up. Mm-hmm. So they pull the staples out of his chest, and they go back and they show the staples going in, which is, like, the second cringeworthy moment. They say, oh, this is a big one. We're sorry. And they're pulling out a piece of glass because he went through a pane of glass window. And But when they finish patching him up and he stands up. Well, wait, you have to talk about the match itself was crazy. Oh, the yeah. Like they're bleeding. They go into the crowd and you even said like they're getting blood everywhere. The one thing during it was during that match, right, where the Mm -hmm. there was the one guy that had the prosthetic leg and they yelled, use my leg, use my leg. And they started chanting that. That was actually based off an actual event where Tommy Dreamer, Tommy, 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 Tommy as Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. our friends at ENC's Pot of Awesomeness say, they're not really our friends. We just want them to be. Please be our friends. <laughs> Please reach out to us, Edge and Christian. We love you. Aww. But when they do that little gimmick, it's just, it's kind of a little acknowledgement. Homage to ECW and yeah. all of that crazy. And they actually, at some point in the movie, they chant They chant that. ECW. They say EC dub. EC dub. Which is. And they also do the you suck, mm-hmm. you suck. They... And then the holy. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. And you still got in all of that. But I want to know, and I would be fascinated if you're a professional wrestler who listens to our podcast. Thanks. Big fan. But how do you mentally prepare for that type of mess? Like, match. I'm. Like I said, guess what my profession is, but I do a lot of physical things for work and I've had things where I've like, okay, this is very strenuous. It's a cardiovascular endurance. I got to prepare for it. How do you prepare for barbed wire and going through glass and staple guns? Like you don't prepare for that. Oh, the thumbtacks. What? Oh, all the thumbtacks on their backs. Oh, that always makes me cringe. Ooh, like, but you start- that reminded me of the... Uh- mcfoley and undertaker match the hell in a cell oh what a match if you if you never watch wrestling go to youtube right now and look up hell in a cell mcfoley and undertaker mm. and that is the best of wrestling right there now that hopefully, is not the best of wrestling hopefully it's never repeated mouth hopefully something like that is never repeated because they're lucky that's they not, walked out of there alive that's not a true like okay that's an extreme but if you're gonna watch like watch the undertaker and sean Shawn is it Shawn Michaels? Yeah. <sighs> that was a good oh, one, too. At WrestleMania, the first one they met. That's good. Or go watch Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch go at it in The Last Man Standing. Like, there's Oh, that was so, so good. good. All right, get back on track. But don't don't you start to hear the buzzing in the match a little bit? Yeah. Like, oh, that buzzing. Almost right away, what I was getting at there was the symptoms he starts having. This was, like, one of the best... You can all try to guess what my profession is now. (laughs) This is one of the best representations of some of the side effects you see or some of the symptoms you see of somebody who is about to have a heart attack because he starts having the ringing in the ears, the um, dizziness, and then nausea, and he throws up right there. And that's when he has that ischemic pain and he like reaches his arm and and he he says he falls like a brick uh, to the floor. 
and he wakes up and here he was rushed to the hospital and he does the thing that every single patient i've ever seen always do when they wake up from something which is immediately to go i'm gonna take this off i'm gonna take (laughs) that off i don't need this anymore and as i explained to my clientele that's not yours that's mine it needs to stay there (laughs) until i say it's ready to go yeah and so they have to give him the milk of amnesia, as we call it in the field, um, the stuff that Michael Jackson probably took too much of, which it was actually that you see the medicine was like a white milky mm-hmm. medicine. That's actually the color oh, of really? that drug that they gave him here. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want kids doing drugs here. But if you know what Michael Jackson died from, you know what the drug was. But anyway, he wakes I up. I said it, but I was like, that's yeah. kind of productive. <laughs> He wakes up and he has a huge incision across his chest. He had had uh, to have a bypass done and he basically almost died. But But then essentially, like we talked about, that doctor gave him the death sentence of he can work out, but he can't wrestle because and he did say like, you you got all that stuff you're putting in your body, knock it off because steroids, I mean, your muscles are hard. And mm-hmm. a lot of that's a side effect is issues with that. And oh my, I think the things they do to their bodies. Oh Lord. I just think that it's, that was the death sentence right there. You can't wrestle, but I do. I feel like that, that was the end and that was kind of the beginning of it. Yeah. That was the doctor basically saying you can't be who you, you are. are. That was, yeah, who he is. Oh, this is where I start putting a lot of emojis in my notes. I keep adding the sad faces or like the, the very big eye ones. Well, how about before we get into the emotional stuff, <laughs> let's quickly talk about one more happy thing and talk about one of our friends here over at the movie drone. Let's go ahead and play their promo, shall we? Yeah, we need a happy pick-me-up before we get to the emoji part of the All right, help us out, boys. (laughs) Have time for another podcast and enjoy listening to two idiots discussing films? Then look no further. We are Movie Drone Podcast, two mates sitting down to discuss new releases, nostalgic films, and anything and everything in between. He's Steve. And he's Mark. Together we answer listener questions and set each other homework, giving each other a film to watch that the other hasn't seen, in the hope of unearthing hidden gems. You can download us on iTunes, Podbean, as well as Google search us to find us on loads of different platforms. Or email moviedronepodcast at hotmail.com. I think that's all. No chance, mate. Huh? You've forgotten everyone's favourite feature. Mark's movie impressions. Oh, I hope you've forgotten it, too, to be honest. No chance of that, mate. You think you should do one. Hey, you. Come on, mate. Show them what you got. Oh, you not fun. Oh, you not fun. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> and if that hasn't put you off, give us a try. There's a small chance you won't regret it. So check out our pals over at Movie Drone Podcast, our friends from across the pond here. I have to tell you, I listened to one of their episodes. Oh, you know, I listened to two of their episodes, their most recent one here, and uh, their one on Dirty Dancing. I found them to be very relaxing to listen to. They were funny, and they had some good little bits about the movie, but something that I found is if you want something that sounds like smooth jazz... You gotta head over to the Movie Drone Podcast because these boys, their voices are soothing and grooving. I don't know if that's what you guys were going for, but gotta tell you, I love the podcast and you should go check it out. You can listen to their podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcoin, and Google Podcasts. So check them out. So the emojis. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, let's get back into the sadness. Nobody's Tell me about your emojis. pick him up from the hospital. Oh. His promoter leaves him some cash and some money, and he's all alone. Yeah. All alone, and then he, he has to get, like, a cab to go back to his, where his van was parked, where the um, wrestling match was, and mm-hmm. then he just goes home. He also takes his medication with beer. I don't think he's supposed to do that. Yeah. Eh, that's not recommended. He then goes through this whole identity crisis well he's trying to like find comfort so he goes back to cassidy at the strip club which you said like not the first man to go to a strip club for but can i just say can i just say this movie makes me cold 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 oh because of them wearing the jackets they all have these big jackets on and i think it's definitely like we grew up in the north Mm -hmm. you know this is like february right right or may or May, who knows? Yeah. But it's like the half-melted snow. There's that cooler light coming from the sun that's just a little bit harsher. Mm-hmm. Everything, Makes everything look super bright. So Super bright. And it's like not the pretty movie snow. And there's no Christmas lights. So I think that even the setting, that the period in which like the movie's taking place, just A, adds to the fact of like the desolate, bitter, broken. Like we're all broken in winter. My northerners. Yeah. My <laughs> Yankees. You know what I mean? <laughs> All you Yankees up there, even you Canadians up there, (laughs) all the way up there. There's just a point where you're like, enough is enough. And this movie, it just makes me cold. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he does start to kind of reach out and looking for comfort. And so, yeah, he reaches out to Cassidy. And then when he's home, he reaches out to one of his friends there at the trailer park he lives, which is the kids. Adam is that his name? Hey, Adam, you want to play Nintendo? Oh, that was so cute. Breaking my heart. And he, you know what? This is this shows that this movie is a little dated here. You know what was the moment where well, I thought this movie was Well, the fact that he could actually dated? find a payphone several times in this movie. That. And this kid was like, hey, have you heard of Call of Duty 4? Um, We're like on Call of Duty 19 now. We're oh, like, boy. I think they're now coming out with super special, awesome, modern, super future warfare. I think it's the title of the next one coming out. But I just, I mean, it's so, it's heartbreaking. He's seeking comfort in whoever he can and which turns him to go and find his daughter. Yeah. He's estranged from doesn't even begin. Like he's not winning dad of the year award. Mm -hmm. His daughter, who is the girl from across the universe, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. I just keep remembering her as the vampire queen from True Blood. I can't take her serious. (laughs) She just looks kind of. I don't know. She just, every role she does, she just, yeah, she looks very porcelain, just very emotionally fragile. Uh, And what's neat about this movie and the writing is you never really know what he did to fall from grace with wrestling. They never really specifically said, like they, they'd say like, you know, Randy wasn't there. They never talk about Stephanie's, Randy's, the woman he had the child with. Yeah, they the never mother. really go into what made him into who he is, but it's still that thing is makes it all more heart wrenching. Oh, but going back, he does kind of reconnect with Stephanie, and they, you know, he wants to make amends because he had this brush with mortality. But the signing scene when he goes with the all the oh. old wrestlers, gosh, this is just another moment that was so sad because it's just again these. Like, they're so happy to see each other and talk about, like, these old, old guys stuck in their way. Like, he pulls out a Polaroid. You know what that reminded me? That scene reminded me of every time I see Razor Ramon nowadays. Mm -hmm. Just how, like, 
beaten down he is here. But he's done DDP yoga, which, you know what? Oh. I really think if Randy the Ram had DDP yoga, this movie would end it a lot differently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh, it's man. a Jake the Snake. It's a Mick Foley. It's it a say Razor Randy Road. the Ram. It's going to say Randy... Diamond Dallas Page, where were you for Randy the Ram? Come on! And he could have, like, he, that, that movie would have ended so differently. so differently. He would have connected with Cassidy or Pam. He would have actually Reunited went to dinner with, with his, his daughter. daughter. He, would, he have... would have had a long wrestling career. Yeah. Chris Jericho attributes his years of his wrestling career to DDP Yoga. DDP! Randy needed you! <laughs> Where were you in his time of need? But I just think, again, like, going back to the signing, and it's just, I I mean, if you compare him to the, the other guys, some are in wheelchairs, some have canes, the ones falling asleep, like, I mean, Randy's doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. He is doing pretty good comparatively to some of those guys, but his... His life is kind of falling apart oh, because. Did you? I'm sorry to cut you off, but I wrote down. There's a melody that plays. There, there's in the soundtrack. There's a melody that plays every time Randy kind of has a realization of coming face to face with his mortality. own mortality oh. and being broken. And I remember it specifically in that scene. I was like, "Wait, this is happening. This is a thing." Well, Randy's trying to get by without wrestling here, so he gets that. Well, he has that job, his part-time job. He asked for more hours and the his skeezy boss, which Ugh. this movie is very good at a couple things. It's very good at showing what wrestlers are like, what strippers are going through, what they're like. Yeah, and, and you I know guess who store looks managers? the worst out yeah. of all of his grocery store managers? Yeah. <laughs> the dude's watching porn in his office. He's a horrid individual. Ugh, gross. But he has him work at the deli counter. And another fun fact is some of the scenes where he's at the deli counter, especially the ones where he was kind of getting into it and playing around with the customers, that was actually improv and it was real customers coming up to this deli counter and uh, Mickey Rourke was actually giving them their potato salad. <laughs> uh, but I thought that was really hilarious again, when I heard that. it pulls at your heartstrings because you know... That's it's like he's lying to himself to yeah. be happy there. But Mickey Rourke is so good oh, at so good. playing that. The director Darren Aaron Fosky, or whatever his name is, Darren. There, he was his initial pick to play the role of Randy. But the studio, you know who they wanted to play? Yeah. The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Nick no. Cage, Ghost Rider. Our dog decides <laughs> she even she even knew too. She's like, good lord. Oh, there's probably some big Nick Cage fans out there here, but you won't get any appreciation from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick Cage. But I'm I mean, glad they ended up going with Mickey Rourke because... Gone in 60 Seconds is a good movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, of course. <laughs> so is Family Man. But Mickey Rourke was the perfect person to play this role because he really did do that good job of pulling at your heartstrings. Uh, His fingernails bothered me a little bit at the time. That dude's got really weird fingernails. But besides that, he is perfect for this role. He is. And it's just, you know, he's he's starting to get his life back together. He's he he and Pam have a moment outside of the strip club where he learns Cassidy's Pamity. 
My chair squeaked in again. Oh, see? Um, oh, mine squeaked too. But they have, your chair's not meant to move. Don't do that. But they have like the moment where they go shopping together for Stephanie and they connect like at the bar and Randy stick to wrestling because you can't dance, boo. <laughs> <laughs> where they say, round and round. And they can't sing either. Yeah, I, I can't even try to sing it like he did. And I love that he always says brother. Brother, right? There's a wrestling thing brother brother but it's interesting because at this point you know he he reconnects with stephanie there's that heart-wrenching moment where he like he gives her the coat that Mm -hmm. he got her and then the coat that pam suggested that's very like flashy and he's randy is a person that seems to be stuck in the 80s so like that was his glory days here and i love the line that he did say about how like the 90s sucked because he was talking about the good old music like rat that was playing in the bar there and guns and roses he's talking about those good old tunes and he was he was putting down kurt cobain and nirvana and saying like the 90s were like not as good which i never really thought of it but yeah the 90s is just kind of a watered down 80s a less fun less yeah, cocaine rage 90s we got the foo fighters oh yeah that's a good thing dave girl mm, fresh pot <laughs> fresh pot but they have like randy just connects with stephanie and he takes her and to the boardwalk and then oh they dance together oh there's no music they find this old ballroom they break into it and he tells her he just doesn't want her to hate him and he apologizes for being a crappy dad i almost said so you'd have to oh guess you have to edit that one too thanks a lot but it's just oh it's heartbreaking and then you know he thinks he's happy at the deli and And he he calls people and says i'm retiring which mm -mm, spoiler yeah he he then sets up with his daughter another time where they can meet up again here and she's actually really excited and she wants to connect with him she actually snuggles with him when they're walking down Mm -hmm. the boardwalk there for a little bit and you get really excited for him but then he what did he get all excited about Oh, he went to a wrestling match. Yeah, the downward spiral. Although, I don't know when it happened. The scene where Randy is preparing to go to the deli counter for work. And he's, I mean, we're out of order, I think. But he's walking and he's like clocking in, putting the hairnet on, putting his name tag on, getting ready to go to the deli counter and it's the cameras behind him and it's like he's walking you hear the crowd chanting yeah, it's like he's walking very slowly you start yes. hearing that sound brilliant mm-hmm. brilliant and then he's like standing in what is essentially known as the gorilla, gorilla position, position right before WWE. you go out the he stands there and it's right in front of those plastic streamers. and then he things. goes out and he's in the deli yeah. ah, brilliant <laughs> but no self-destruct mode is he was super happy like he was on an upswing he had a job he connected with pamity outside the strip club stephanie him around track and then he goes to see pamity at the strip club oh, that's right and that's... she is self-conscious about you know her situation and she rejects him cue downward spiral he they had kissed at the bar earlier and she kind of left there in a hurry yeah and so he brought it up at the strip club and, and she rejects him she's like i can't like i have rules i have policies and like, she and lied and she's job. like i didn't feel anything and... yeah and that's when he says the really like I, I thought this what he did was really low when he was just like he puts some money down he's like i want to dance 
And he's like, fine, if you're going to be a stripper, be a stripper. I yeah. want to dance right now. And I was like, ooh, that's oh, really low, Randy. It was Randy. so low. But then, yeah, the downward, downward spiral started. He goes back to a wrestling match. And I really feel like for him, it's like an attic. Like, not an attic. An attic? An addict. 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 <laughs> addict. addict. He's like an attic. Not a basement, but an attic. <laughs> crawl space more really but i think it's the same thing for you know an alcoholic you don't take him to a bar when they're so early in their recovery he goes to the wrestling match and then Mm. he just falls in love with it again and then he goes to this party with hi creepiest woman on the earth award yeah that's like do you want a party my My brother had had a poster of you on his wall let's do crazy fireman stuff what and she had all those fireman posters yeah well before can we just like personal story here i watched this movie with my dad and that sex scene is very explicit i was like oh be over be over be over but because of that it just it that's the spiral he parties he ends up sleeping he sleeps through stephanie and his dinner stephanie tears him apart shreds him like i don't care about you more yeah. i don't love you i don't hate you and man and she says i don't want to see you, you i don't, don't want to hear you, you. um getting dumped by your daughter is the worst oh yeah tell me about it Huh, Millie? Oh, God. Oh, and this is all getting up to what I, the scene I can't stand. Which, how about the lady, where now he's upset and he's at the deli counter and the lady's going a little more, a little less, a little, how about you eat my woman? Oh, my gosh. She was the worst. The worst. that drives him to do, uh, I I remember this from the first time I saw it. I think I missed some things in the middle, but (gasps) I did see this scene. I can't watch the scene. I, I can't watch it. Right before he... So he gets recognized by somebody at the counter and he's slicing the meat. The noise gets more funneled and it's like zooming in And he's denying that that who he is and he... I can't... I saw that the first time you watch it, spoiler alert, pause it, fast forward, I don't know, X amount of seconds, keep going until we stop going, but spoiler, 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 if you want this to be a surprise, but... I'm letting the people fast forward, which that doesn't make any sense because now they're going to be in it more. Anyhow, <laughs> he, as he's getting more anxious about the guy recognizing him, he jams his thumb into the slicer. Ugh. The first time I saw that, I shot out of my, I can't even watch it. Like, it's You're like, whoa. I, when that, when that scene comes on, as soon as the guy starts talking to Randy, I look away. I was like, I can't watch this. And then he just, I really, like, aside from shoving my hand into a meat slicer, I would have loved to quit a job the way he did. Yeah. And he quits that job hard. And what's he going to do then? He decides, I'm all in with wrestling. I'm, this is all I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. That's when he busts out the boots, gets the tights, which, going back to the scene oh, where he's in the they hospital, they had to cut his tights. You know what? This is the perfect time to sit down and have a quick little segment with our friend, <gasps> Stefan, the Stephane. model. So take it away, Stefan. Fashion. So model. Stefan, what is your fashion opinion on Randy the Ram? Oh, my fashion opinion. 
how did you know it was going to be about him? Hello. He's so glamorous. Oh, he is so. Oh, you could say he is so model. <laughs> so model. Hello, everyone. It is me, Stefan, <laughs> the model. He's here. I am here, and I am ready to tell you about fashion. Today, we're not necessarily going to talk about an outfit on somebody, about an outfit off of somebody. Make sure when you're out and about in town and you're about to have heart attack, make sure you're not wearing your fashionable, wrestling super tights. awesome model wrestling tights because they are going to cut them in half and you will no longer have wrestling tights. It is such shame. But, but let me tell Stephane, you. Yes. Should this be a PSA for our fabulous listeners? Or should this be a PSA for the medical industry? Yes, Respect medical the industry. Respect the fashion. Let the man die with some dignity. Oh my goodness. Did they really have to take his pants off for a heart surgery? Uh, well, no. In <laughs> fact, I'm pretty sure the heart is on the upper part between the breasts. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Doctors, I mean, am I wrong? Okay, so that is your fashion tip of the day. Do not wear your clothes when you think you are going to have a heart attack. Well, you need to wear clothes. Just don't wear <laughs> Just the ones. Just be naked. Just don't wear the model ones, okay? So for today's fashion tip, remember, be model, but not when you're going to have heart attack. And remember for you medical folk out there, let people be model. Let them die with some model decency. Toodaloo. What I missed. <laughs> Nothing. Basically, um, Stefan suggested that if you're going to have a heart attack, you should be naked. So. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense. Oh, okay, but... where were we? <laughs> Thanks again, Stefan, for stopping by. But... Oh, I see him walking out the door bye. there. See you, bye. Um, but then I noticed just like the like the music as he walked away. <laughs> But I think this is the spiral. And like you said, he's like, that's it. I'm going to have this match. He's back in. I want a headline. And it's that tragic hero, that flawed hero where he doesn't fully get his redemption arc. And then he ends up, oh, but he doesn't really get his redemption arc. So he's packing up the van and Pamity decides that now she wants to be with him. And he tells her like, Oh, that's cool, but I'm I have a match. You should come to it. And the look on her face cuz she's really the only one besides Stephanie that knows that he's not supposed to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And he just he goes to the match and oh. Yeah. Oh, no, and then he's he's getting ready and it's a huge match. Like this is a big one. Like it's not Madison Square Garden, but it's yeah, big. Yeah, he's going against his old rival the which Ayatollah. This is totally a call off to Hulk Hogan and his rivalry with Oh, what was it? The Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik, that's it. Which, why Why does wrestling need to do this? America versus the world! Right. It's written in there. It's written in there. Actually, I can't remember which wrestler it was. It might have been the Sheik, but he had this one of them that played a bad guy from a foreign country. He had this big band around his arm mm-hmm. that he wore because he had like an American Eagle tattoo. <laughs> American bald eagle with like American flag tattoo. Yeah, They're like, you're going to be a bad guy. That makes it awkward when you're flying the flag of a, a yes. rival nation and... <laughs> Oh, but you know what? Like, break my heart. Pull, oh, when Pam, Pamity quits her job, basically, she walks out and she's like, I need to be with Randy. Did you notice 
she left her shoes. Oh yeah. And in wrestling, the retiring thing to is do leave your is shoes. you leave your boots. <gasps> I you didn't hang know up that. Is it the same thing in the stripper world? You leave I your clear so. glitter or light up shoes. Anyhow, you leave your high tops. Right, but when when. Well, first of all, he's praying before the match. And I don't think he's ever... He never did that in his ritual before. Yeah. He always... He did his hitting the elbow pads. I love how you're actually doing it. Right? But then he prays and you're like, oh my gosh. Is he praying for... I don't know. I don't even think at this point he's praying for it to go... Like for him to make it. Maybe just go out in a blaze of glory. Like I don't even think he's thinking about himself. But Pamity shows up and she's like, but I want to be with you. You can't wrestle. And he tells her, the only place I get hurt is out here. I'm going in there. That's who loves me. To the ring and he goes. And then he does the match and. Oh, but does he know? Does he know this is it? Does he know he's going to go like have a swan song, blaze of glory it up? I think like, he totally does here, and when he because gives of that his promo, speech, well, yeah. it's called a promo. Which another fun fact, I keep throwing out these fun facts, but another fun fact about this movie was the director when they did that scene. That audience was an actual, I think it was an ECW match. That audience that was there was a true blue audience seeing the match, and they started chanting during Mickey Rourke's speech, and so. Excuse you over there. <laughs> so they had to actually redo the whole scene. The director asked everybody, hey, could you please not chant while he's doing this? This is a really important scene. So the audience, their response was a total wrestling audience fashion was to do another chant. And they were like, we effed up. We effed up. But I wonder if he knew because he gets in the match and they they start going and the buzzing starts to come back mm-hmm. and you see him start to like stumble. You know that's from high blood pressure, right? Yeah, but it's like is it mind over matter? Is it is that when the sheer drive and will of a person is that what is that where the human spirit prevails? Like you hear of women and like or grannies lifting cars off of their husbands or people having super strength and doing these amazing feats like is that the same thing does he know he's going out in a blaze of glory and then it's getting worse and ayatollah his partner is telling him to go home let's take it home which means like let's end the match let's end the match but he keeps going and like ayatollah is like man what's your problem come on and the crowd is chanting for him which i kind of felt a little conflicted because i've like chanted for wrestlers before but i'm like (laughs) stop cheering him he's dying like don't you hear the buzzing people shut up and listen but then oh he looks up and pamity is gone which do you blame a girl like would you Mm -hmm. would you watch somebody you you really care about essentially commit suicide right i love that that's what was cool about this movie it was a good last swerve because it would have been romantic if she stood there even if he like made it or didn't but he said she was gone she couldn't stay there and just the look of like oh man but then he just realizes like well i gotta do what i gotta do and he gets up on the turnbuckle but they say but he said like he told the audience you're my family you're who love me you're gonna tell me when enough's enough yeah and then he you know he's with a tear in my eye there's a wrestling quote for you gets up on that turnbuckle and you just hear people like chanting for him and he does his ram jam which is his finisher where he jumps off the top turnbuckle and as he's jumping cut black screen 
Oh, that was the same thing. I think I watched it with my dad first because neither of us knew. I remember we both jumped out of our seats at the end. Like we didn't, it's one of those movies where we didn't even talk when we watched this movie. Mm -hmm. It's one of those movies where the first time you watch it, you, you're quiet. Like it pulls you in. It doesn't feel like almost two hours long. And then I, my dad and I both, like, we're sitting on, like, in the living room, both came out of our chairs like, what? Like, it's <laughs> a cliffhanger. It is a cliffhanger, but can we agree that, like, he totally died? I mean. Blaze of glory. That's got to be what happened. It was a blaze of glory. He's toast. And then it's a long fade to black oh, before yeah. the credits start. It's almost like, is there hope? Are we going to see it? Right. Are we what? Like, and then they played that song by Bruce Springsteen, and- Bruce Springsteen, he actually donated that song to this movie. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have them pay for it. And actually Guns N' Roses, you know how at the end when he went in for his final entrance at that final match, it wasn't playing Quiet Riot's song. It was playing Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses actually, um, what's his name from Guns N' Roses? Axl Rose? Yeah, Axl Rose. He actually told them, you can just have the song. Nice. Um, he didn't See, because everybody loves Right. Uh, well, I mean, it's an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It pulls on your heartstrings. Oh, it does indeed. Randy the Ram. Before we finish with the peanut gallery, I just wanted to say in general with like wrestlers that when I was reading up on the movie, there were some wrestlers who had opinions on this movie, like Roddy Piper. He was alive back when this came out mm-hmm. here. I guess he was brought to tears watching this movie because I'm sure not only for himself, but his a lot of his friends like went through that cycle. Well, and I think too, this is coming out of the eighties where wrestlers didn't know wrestlers and promotions didn't know how to take care of their wrestlers. Right. And I think a lot of that's changed. Like if this movie was made now, it probably would have been head trauma. Right. Concussion <laughs> syndrome yeah. that would have cypromethorrhabitis, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, would have been the cause of his death. But I think at in the 80s, it was bang him up, shoot him up, take a pill, have a cold one. It, it was very much a rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. And I think now it, it's it's changed, but... Which, thank goodness it has, because think of how many wrestlers have died like in their 50s, yeah, 40s. Just way too it's young. too young. But then at the same time, they love what they do. They yeah. have such a burning passion another, for it. Another wrestler who had some opinions on this movie was another huge wrestler bret hart mm-hmm. he, who that is the third person i would say that ram jam like was based off of oh i don't think so i didn't see any bret hart I, in him. maybe maybe not necessarily bret hart's career but i just thought mickey rourke kind of looked like bret hart in a lot of this just his cool persona and just how he talked and i feel like as just faces they kind of look like each other but bret he he said that yeah this movie was cool but he was saying how he still felt like this movie didn't portray wrestlers as the true performers that they are which like i i don't know if i totally agree with because i felt like this movie shows like all the hard work they put into it but he Mm -hmm. didn't feel that way he felt like it kind of made it look like that anybody could just get into wrestling and just do it when it's actually something that takes years i don't think that the movie was about an up-and-coming wrestler. I think it was about the other end. Right. I'm sure if they would have done the opposite side of it, you would have seen right. that. Which but is something that I feel like Bret Hart is very passionate about. Adamant about, about yeah. So what do you say, Kay? Yep. 
I Should think we give this one the three count? <laughs> oh, I like it. One, two. And that hand right before it hits the mat slowly comes up. You can't finish me. No. Poof. <laughs> Knockout. All right, E, you want to go over some of the responses of our social media posts here? Of course. All right. So these are posts on the Princess Bride here. So remember that. All right. The first question we had up on Twitter was, what was your favorite line from the Princess Bride? 26% people said, as you wish. 65% said, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. Nobody voted for Mowage, which I was severely I disappointed like marriage in. marriage is more of a monologue, not a line. Right. Yeah. And then 9% said, had fun storming the castle. Uh, we also had a couple people point out our poll was missing one of the biggest lines from the movie. Can you guess which one it was? What's the line from the movie that somebody says over and over again? Which I was between this and marriage. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Yeah. That's right. So our friends at IMDb Journey and uh, Action Maniac on Twitter, they pointed out that it was inconceivable that we left that one out. Also, we had last week's movies said they love the line, life is pain. Anyone who says differently is selling you something. Ferris Brian 22 on Instagram said, have fun storming the castle. And then our next question we had up was, what was your favorite scene? TV's Travis agreed with E saying that Wesley and Anigo's fight was their favorite scene. Nice. Jackie on Twitter said, so hard to choose. I love so many. Also enjoy any scenes with Anigo, and I really like when Wesley or as she said, Wes, explains how he ended up becoming the Dread Pirate Roberts. So It's just a matter of fact. Right. That's, yeah. I like that. That's a good point, Jackie. Binge movies. They said the part where he said, you keep using that word, Gidget Von LaLaRue, which I'm hoping I'm saying that right here. Thank you for interacting with her posts. I see you all the time here, and I, I really hope I'm saying it right. If I'm not, please tweet me. Um, said, it's a perfect movie, but love when they are at Miracle Max's shack. Hilarious. Yes, Very that, true. Everything's great about that scene. As we said, that was a scene where the director couldn't even sit through because he was laughing too <laughs> hard. Monica Humidity Face said the R.O.U.S. Pouncing Wesley was her favorite scene. Debotched 1-2 said and Andre the Giant as the Dread Pirate Roberts when he was wearing the cloak oh, and they set him the on Dread fire. Pirate Roberts! Poor guy. Jim on Twitter said he liked the line and the scene where Wesley said to Inigo, I would sooner destroy a stained glass window than an artist such as yourself. But since I can't have you following me, and then he put the explosion emoji, which was perfect. So <laughs> I got you, Jim. Hunter Banfield said the sword fight between Anigo and Wesley. Jose Batista said the fight between Anigo and the Six Fingered Man. And then on Instagram, Dodo Golfer or Dudu Golfer said Miracle Maxine. And then EA dot downs the very last line when the grandfather said, "As you wish." Oh, that is like the heartstring pulling. I love that. Yeah, it's it's so good. Good old Columbo. Next question was, who was our favorite character? We had Waxing Nostalgic came in with Fezzik. TV's Travis said it was a toss-up between the grandpa and the albino. Last week's movie uh, said Miracle Max. And Action Maniac said Vicini. Now, my favorite question, I really appreciate you, Twitterverse. You played along with me a little bit, was who is your favorite couple from The Princess Bride? You know, obviously, I would say Buttercup and Wesley, but there was some other classic couples in this movie. The winner with 75% of the vote was Buttercup and Wesley from the people who have no imagination. I think Inigo and Fezzik. <laughs> they weren't one of the couples when I thought about it, but they, they didn't make it into this because the other ones I had was Max and Valerie and the King and Queen who didn't get any votes. 
And then the last couple, which got 25% of the vote, was good old Humperdink and Tyrone. Oh. The lovers in the pit of despair. <laughs> oh, you know what? I forgot. We did have one more post after the favorite couple. We had a post where we just asked everyone in general what they thought of The Princess Bride. I just kind of wanted to see. And yeah. this might be something I start doing with every movie we do. We might Why do a not? post yeah. that specifically asks what other people thought about it because we tell you what we think. So we want to hear what you think. So on Twitter, I had uh, four different categories and different polls. 67% of people said they love it. And then 33% said it's okay. Yeah, I, I get you people. Like I hear some people say like, it's all right, but I love it. I'm definitely in the love it category. And on Instagram, we had two small little reviews. We had from The Real Theories. This one was a classic from day one. Even the hoagie parts add an endearing touch. Like the stunt people rolling down the hill that are quite clearly not Princess Buttercup and the Dread Pirate Roberts. It's silly, but adds a sweetness that this film uses in the best way. Also, there's the thing going on that makes the Princess Bride infinitely quotable. You'll never hear the word inconceivable the same way, and you'll always know the mantra of Inigo Montoya. Do I give it thumbs up? I would, but that really doesn't do justice to how much I truly enjoy and enthusiastically recommend this movie. That was a great review. And then also we had from Thomas Newth. It's one of those movies everyone should watch at least once. I'm always surprised when I meet someone who hasn't seen it. Me too, Thomas Newth. I also am going to give a shout out to my friend Maddie Shoemaker on Facebook. She gave it a good old thumbs up. So thank you, Maddie. You are a rock star. Nice. Now that we've gone through our posts, let's go through the only post that counts. Let's head on into I Hate It When They Fight. All right, before we go into this week's fight, E, you want to go over our poll on last week's fight? Only if I won. Okay, let's go on to this week's fight. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, spoilers. All right, let's see. The results are in, people. The results are in right here. So for last week, the winner of I Hate It When They Fight is... Drum roll. I'm not drumming anything unless it's your head. With 67% of the vote. No! Me! Hurrah! You all are sick people. So 67% of you agreed with me that Wesley was not being cruel. 33% people did reach out to E and say that he was just too much. We're going to be the people that change the world. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that, people. But that means your streak of holding the belt ends today. So hand it over, please. I am now your new champion. Well, I will take you down in our next fight, that's for sure. This is an upset. Let's hop into this week's battle here. Yes, so at the crux of the movie, the real catalyst for the change or lack of change, the conflict, is Randy has a heart attack. He's told he can't wrestle anymore. So our debate today is if Randy the Ram actually retired from professional wrestling, what would his new career be? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so since you are the champ no 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 you go first it was your movie you get 30 seconds to give your All argument right, it's going out okay so randy the ram should have been a used car salesman his opponent at their big match abdul what was his name 
Oh no, crap. Doesn't matter. Wasting time. He has a used car dealership and he said, Randy, come down and sell with me. You saw in the movie when he was behind the deli counter, how much fun he had interacting with the customers and dealing with them and selling. He would be a brilliant car salesman. He's charismatic. He's good looking. He's got that smile. He would get it. Or he body slammed me if he didn't buy one. Good save there. <laughs> I was like, oh good. She's getting caught up. No, this isn't time. no, you can't trick me. All right. All right. Mark, get set. I think Randy, being a product of the 80s, should go off that brand, and instead of being a wrestler, he should be an 80 jazzercise coach. So can you picture it? Randy the Ram standing there saying, all right, people, let's go, giving them some inspirational talking. He doesn't need to do all the moves. He can have somebody stand next to him and do the moves for him. But just think of it with his wrestling persona, with him shouting at you like, let's go, his Ram Jam patting the arms there doing the jump off the tightrope. Dang, 30 seconds went by fast. Right, now we argue for two minutes. I love fighting. Let's get it on. Um, first of all, you saw him dancing. He's not good at it. He was good at interacting with the customers and selling products. He would be a shoo-in to sell a car. But look how he happy. Look how happy he was at the deli. Well, he was happy at the deli, but would he be happy selling cars? Like, that's totally different. You don't have that constant influx of customers But he wouldn't actually be jazzercised. He would just be a mouthpiece. They would just be using him. But think about it. He would just play that awesome 80s music that he loves and get but people really into it. you saw him dancing. He can't dance. Diamond Dallas yeah, Page has DDP yoga and he's good at it. You buy it because I started watching it because I wanted to see Diamond Dallas Page do yoga and he's much better at it than well, I am. Well, he can't dance well, but that doesn't matter when you're jazzercising. He was moving and grooving Does, and no, he was not, loving it. He I, was in the moment and it was I just like round and round. Because I think he thinks it would be degrading to jazzercise. He's a professional wrestler. He goes true. into the gym. He True. I'm right. Woo! Y'all heard it here. True. He's a professional wrestler, which means he's an athlete, which means he moves with his body. And you can't tell me he would be happy. If you buy my car, I'll suplex you. Woohoo! <laughs> like, how cool is what that? What a great reward for buying the car. Yeah. But no, he he could not stand still in his future honest, career. He wouldn't and stand it would be still. good for his heart. It would be good for his health to He'd do something like moving for old people. Customers. Think about it. Yeah, you mentioned DDP. Old people. He felt bad watching all those old people. He didn't like being old. You think he's going to go work for old people? No, he's going to hawk cars to but rich young people. Like DDP, he would take people who might not be able to do the fancy, fancy stuff out there, but he would show them you don't let ha you don't have to let your age define what you can do. But he has so age you, issues to begin with, so he wouldn't even preach that. And being a car salesman, come on. Can you picture him getting two frustrated with somebody who keeps trying to haggle with him and not surrendering cars, to him? They would have a gimmick. There's a, there's a tag team in that. Oh! I get a 10-second rebuttal. Okay. Give me a second to think about it. All right, Please. done. Go. is a great way to help, help have a health, happy, healthy heart and... Car salesmanship will end in death. Oh, okay. All right, five seconds. Ready and go. Randy clearly doesn't give a about his heart or he would have given up wrestling. So you know what? Car salesman because he's charismatic. Cool. Um, five seconds turned into eight seconds. It did not. It turned into... But the great thing about that is is I get to bleep out as much as I possibly no! can of that too. No! <laughs> Shouldn't no! have cursed. Trickery. Yes, that is how I Trickery. win. So please let us know what you think.
hop on over to Twitter, fill out our poll at WSWWatchPodcast, or go on Instagram or Facebook and let us know what you think, and we'll throw your votes in, or text us, email us, use smoke signals, do whatever you want. Just let us know and let me know that I'm right and E no, is wrong. No, E is not wrong. E is always right because guess what? Jazzercise is dead. Car sales last forever. Ha! That should have been what I said. That's a shame. <laughs> I was paying attention, were you? I don't know. Let's find out. But before we find out, let's go over the results of last week's quiz question here that we put up on the Twitterverse oh, and yeah. Instagram here. Give it to me. So we got a winner on Instagram and on Twitter. Our question was, who was the Dread Pirate Roberts before Wesley? The winner on Instagram was cdick8 so well done buddy you did fantastic well done and then on twitter our winner was our friend at aussie nerds who had the answer ryan so well done aussie nerds but in a close second who did have the answer here but was bowing out on placing the answer on twitter they they kind of wanted to hold back, see if somebody else would answer here, was Waxing Nostalgic. So thanks, Waxing Nostalgic, for allowing others to play along, too. You're awesome. And then also, Jackie here, you were a close third as well. So as I told you, I was going to give you a shout out, too. So check out all them. Um, our winner, Aussie Nerds, I did an interview with him talking about the movie Oh Brother Art Thou. So make sure to check out his other material. He is hilarious. I love sitting down and talking with him and... In the future, he's trying to set up a date where we can speak with him. But obviously, by his title, he's in Australia. We're in the States, so, so a little difficult to arrange. Now, with all that being said... Wait, do we, do we say it now? Yeah, yeah. Now, now's when you say it. You want to say it? What do I say? <laughs> what do I say? All right. We're going to start our segment of Were You Paying Attention? You say... Roll out, auto-tunes. Close enough. Okay. <laughs> Give it to me. All right. So... What song is playing in the opening credit scene? Is it Metal Health by Quiet Riot? Bang Your Head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that because okay. I just wrote Bang, Bang Your Head. Bang um, What is Randy the Ram's finisher? The Ram Jam. Ram Jam. I'm how, trying to do it, but my headphones are in the way. <laughs> how many years after the big... Ayatollah match is it? Where is this movie taking place? How many years after the match? 30 years? 20 years. 20 years. Okay. Oh. So the first match we see, Randy is going for the strap, right? The first match that we see, the guy with the mohawk. Okay. What was his name? What was his wrestling name? Oh, what was that guy's name? Mm -hmm. oh. Randy the Ram Burst. Oh, his name was something kind of crazy. It was like necrotic dysentery. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Got another guess? Necrotic <laughs> dysentery. No. Necrotic dysent. You can't chant that. Dysent, 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 necrotic, necrotic. That would be a great name. Dysentery. <laughs> dysentery. Yeah, it was Tommy Rotten. Oh, close. Yeah. That's usually so what I call my turds. When he's walking out to that match in particular, what does an audience member hand him? And bonus what does he do with it so they hand him something in the crowd when he's walking out oh this is something that's seen a lot in wrestling he hands him a chair and, and what he is, smacks yeah! his head with it seriously concussions <laughs> what promotion do they specifically mention by name ecw 
No. Ring of Honor? Yes. I mentioned Ring of Honor. Okay, what movie does Cassidy quote in their first scene together? When he's showing her all oh. the scars. What movie does she quote? Um, the... I almost said Mel Brooks masterpiece, <laughs> but Mel Brooks did not make this. No way. <laughs> On the other hand, the opposite of Mel Brooks, Mel Gibson's movie, Passions of the Christ. Yes, yes. Because in the next match, we see Randy's going to do his hardcore match. What is his opponent's shirt say when they're talking in the locker room? Oh, I remember seeing that and thinking it was funny. Oh, what was it? Oh, be happy. Not even close. Oh. It is two words. Get high. Oh, no. Don't get high, kids. <laughs> you yell at me for... You at me. Bleep that out for cussing. I'm going to bleep out this whole section because I'm just going to say things like and and Oh my God. No, 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 no. No, stay out. Beast. The, the the beast went for the <laughs> She's like obsessed with hitting the Okay, microphone. answer the question, quit stalling. Oh, um Do you forfeit? I forfeit. Ten. Ding ding ding. Choose death. <laughs> See, that was I was right. I was happy. Um, we kinda talked about this, but in the hardcore match, what does the audience want Randy to use? The leg. The prosthetic, <laughs> the prosthetic leg. leg. Okay, use what is leg. what is Randy's real name? Batman? No. Um, Batman was actually close. Dark side? No. That is an inside joke. Um, his name was Robin. Robin? Oh. Mikolovich? It was something Vich. No. Right? It was a ski. Oh. Gretzky? Yes. <laughs> Robin Rob, Gretzky. Did you give up? Grayson? Starts with an R. Robin Redford. No. Rockin' Robin. Yeah. Robin Rockin'. No. Robin Ramzins. Ramzins. Ramzin. I win. You can't say it. <laughs> I'm having tongue issues today. That's awkward. <laughs> Robin Rams Ramzinski. Got it. Ah! <laughs> that makes sense because he's the Ram. I didn't really ever think about that. Ramzinski. Nice. So his real name is Robin Ramzinski. Robin Ramzinski. Because he has that whole scene where he's like, when he gets his name tag, he's like, my name's Randy. It's yeah. Randy. All right. Um, what? Who does Randy blame for ruining the 90s with music? Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. He calls him a <laughs> <laughs> The <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Okay. This is going to be, this is, um, this is unfair. Oh, I just realized this is unfair. Like I'm not gonna get it. Yeah, there. not at all. What all right, beer? If I get this. What beer are they drinking? Oh, <laughs> in the bar. It's in a green bottle. Green Death. All right, perfect. <laughs> I know so much about beer. Is it? Um, Starts with R's. Two R's. Ruski. No. <laughs> Two R's again. Rock and Robin. Yes. Tweet tweet. Rock and Robin's tweet. Diddly deed. Do you give up? Um. Yeah, I give up. I believe they're drinking Rolling Rock. Of course, they turn the label away, but it's uh, the green Rolling Rock. Is that um, the one with the horse on it? Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. See, yeah. I you should have just told me the, the animal on it. Horsey. Or like if it's got blue mountains or 
if it has like a little harp thingy i like know these things okay next time um what was the name of the scary ride on the boardwalk that he says stephanie always wanted to go to oh that's fun house yeah what was the name of it oh i don't know i can't remember the monster motel uh (laughs) so once randy decides to quit in a blaze of glory from the deli counter what food item does randy give a stiff forearm to when he's leaving the grocery store cereal cereal kellogg's <laughs> frosted flakes they're great i think he takes out the <laughs> and then we, we said this already but what is his entrance music when he walks out for his final match guns and roses but i actually when i was thinking about this i was trying to think of what it was but let me think it's sweet child of mine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i kind of is, i mean i guess it goes back to him and Pamity's moment in the bar where they talked about loving it. I, I will mm-hmm. admit, I wish it was bang your head. I wish she would have walked out to yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of interesting that they did change that up at the end, but it was cool. Well, I would give you a two out of three falls count anywhere Dude, for this. Dude, I, like, I think this is the best quiz section yet. I nailed this. Nice. Mm, yeah. You boy. Do we roll music now? No, that was at the beginning. You don't play anybody out? Play I- me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I do have music. Here it is. All right, Kay, I think it's uh, time to count this podcast out. I think it's that time. So everyone, it's review time. We're going to let you know what you think of this movie. So E. Will you go first? Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Ladies what you, first. What do you think? So my review of this movie is I'm going to give it a Daniel Bryan. Yes, 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 yes. Apologize to the people for yelling into the microphone. I can adjust the volume. Yeah, right. I give this movie the rating of even Dave Meltzer would have to agree and give it five stars. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So all my smart marks out there will get that reference. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm ready to head back out of the ring, walk through Gorilla and take a shower and get in that rental car for the next city and do it all over again. What do you say, Kay? Man, we, we go through a lot to do this podcast, do. don't you say? So we want to thank you all for joining us this week. We would like you all to hop on over to Twitter, and you can see us on Twitter at WSWWatchPodcast, or check out our Instagram and Facebook at slash WhatShallWeWatchPodcast. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and share with your friends, and just let them know by word of mouth. This is how we're getting this out here. We had a huge, huge response from PodCoin here once we got signed up for that, for the Princess Bride, so... Please, if you want to listen somewhere, we please encourage you for future episodes, check out PodCoin so you can earn while you listen. We don't get any throwback for this. This isn't truly an advertisement. You make money off of us. Yeah, you make money off of us. It's so true. I feel dirty. Oh, (laughs) I feel used. I feel used. Also, if you have it in your heart, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Five-star reviews would be nice, but let us know your honest opinion, what you think of our podcast. Only if it's a five-star review. (laughs) She said it. All right, Eve. Who was that? It's time. It's time to ask the age-old question. (gasps) Kay, what should we watch? Next time we sit down and watch a movie. I want to stand up and watch a movie. You can't tell me what to do. (laughs) Mm. Okay. I think we're going to sit down and check out the movie that started all of this hubbub that's going on on Netflix. 
The Dark Crystal. I don't think I've actually watched that entire movie. You haven't? No, I think it scared me. I have. And we're kind of skipping over our last episode, but we are now returning to the 80s. And we're heading back into childhood trauma. Yay! I think that's why I avoided it. It scared me. It scared me too. Do we have access to that movie? I don't know. Well, it's recorded. We're committed. Let's find it. Find out next time on What Should We Watch with K&E. You all have a great week. We love you. You're overcommitting to these people. I would say we're like a strong light. We follow them back. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah.